0: There's a time and a place for everything and it's called college. Do you understand? Great googly moogly. I'm a cop and you will respect
1: my authority. i just get one of those inflatable women. But make sure it's a woman though. This one time I... <laughs> I know
0: that, party pants. What do you think I'm some kind of idiot? That's okay. Just don't let it happen again. We won't let it happen again, Mr. Mackey. Okay? Yeah, no, that sounds pretty sweet to me. What did you inside! All right, here we go. Hold your ears, folks. It's showtime. <laughs> I've got a good mind to join a club and beat you over the head with him. And it's Murgatroyd. Okay, bend the- I'm Kent Brockman. Our top story, punks and lots of them. <laughs> Tell me, sport, do you like girls? Yeah, I do. Sorry. I want you all to meet our new classmate. Uh, wh- what's your name again? Damien. little man who probably grew up
1: torturing little animals. Some puny little uncoordinated... Can't make the football team, so I'll pick on third graders and steal their lunch money.
0: Under this garb we're perfectly ordinary Americans. Ed Berliner, the fastest show in sports. What were we talking about again?
1: Somewhat garrulous in the company of thieves. Garrulous? garrulous. That would be loquacious, verbose, effusive. How about chatty? What's with the dictionary boy? thesaurus boy, I think, is more appropriate. And cut! It's 106 miles to Chicago got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes, it's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses.
0: Hit it. Greetings, true believers. Greeting, minions. Welcome back in the Faster show in sports. Let us move to the National Football League, in a sense, if you will. We'll get to the NFL in a little bit, but my next guest has covered the National Football League since they were wearing leather helmets, which is exactly where I was as well. Look, those of us who have been in the business longer than 20 years, we can say we've been around 200 years. People will believe us. He is one of the guys that I have had on my shows over the years. He knows more about professional football, more about the game, more about the players than anybody I have ever spoken to because he's been there, and he is still there on the ground right now. You can read his stuff at profootballguru.com. You can get him on Twitter at at bax football Guru. That's bax Football Guru. That's the Twitter handle, formerly with ESPN, so many of the places I've known him from. It's a pleasure to welcome Russell Baxter into the fastest show in sports. And we haven't talked, what, in over a decade? It's been a while.
1: I think the last time I spoke with you, uh, it involved two cans and a long piece of string.
0: Which, then again, would prove my point that those of us who have been around the game for a long time, we do know about leather helmets. We were there. People Absolutely. <laughs> We won't. The leather helmets, and, and,
1: and, and somebody asked me last week who was the first team to put an insignia on their helmet. It was a leather helmet. It was the Rams?
0: You brought up something on a Facebook conversation between the two of us in the last week that I thought was brilliant. That needs to be talked about. You and I have both done sports talk radio. We've both done. Sports television, we have both been writers. We have covered all of the games, football and so many others over the years. And we have seen what we do for a living and the craft that we have become something very different in the last five and ten years with all of the media that's out there, certainly social media. But the thing that you touched on was the personality conflicts that are happening now. The fact that whether it's sports talk radio whether it's cable television whether it's a show of any kind there seems to be a propensity right now Russell for the hosts to go after the athletes to be vile to be nasty to get personal with their lives and I get it we want people to talk about controversial issues and we want to start a fire but Russell this has gotten out of hand right now where too many people at too many outlets are making this personal It shouldn't be, and it seems as if it's gotten out of hand and there's no way to stop it.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I understand freedom of speech, uh, but I also understand professionalism. And maybe, listen, I'm 57 years old, um, you know, I I grew up in the day where there was no rooting in the press box. Now we not only root from the press box, we yell at people from the press box. And I don't understand, and one of the things I wrote on Facebook, you know, is I don't understand how... Such animosity can be driven from dropping a ball, missing a field goal, uh, missing a uh, you know, wide-open goal in hockey. I mean, take your pick, striking out, ball between the legs. I mean, are, are we that? You know, we, we talk about a, a country where we're divided over political issues, yet I see more anger over people losing fantasy football. And we also see, in our profession, unfortunately, writers, broadcasters, hosts, you know, be it, you know, whatever, taking this personal. Okay, I, I, I'm sorry. I don't care who you root for. Okay? You, you, that's personal. And when you use your power, I mean, we talk about the pen is more than the sword, right? Well, now, you know, now the pen has become a laser okay, and Twitter has become a laser, and it's, it's just upsetting to me because I've been around my share of athletes, I've been around my share of writers, I've been around my share of media people, and we, and we, we live in a fantasy world. I mean, I spent yesterday in New York uh, with fantasy zone people, uh, fantasy football, uh, in the studio... Sitting in a chair, watching eight games, and writing all about football, okay? Maybe I'm an idealistic person, but it didn't involve attacking someone because you don't like them, attacking someone because of the performance. There's criticism, and then there's lack of decorum, okay? You know, call, uh, the just the name-calling alone, calling someone a chicken, About, you know, I mean, didn't we do this when we were seven or eight years old? And now, for some reason, it's become okay in our profession. And I understand the embracing debate and, you know, discussion and so on, but nobody listens to somebody who yells at you, okay? They just, they don't. Nobody listens to somebody. Be be constructive. You know what the biggest problem with my brethren is? And I'm not going to say everybody. We have forgotten to teach. We now try to make it about ourselves.
0: Did it almost then, see there's a couple of things you hit on, but when you talk about teaching, it used to be that whether you were a national broadcaster or a regional one, for a sports team, and I was brought up under the tutelage of a guy named Rick Weaver, who was the voice of the Miami Dolphins, For a lot of years, and I was the guy who used to run and get interviews for him and and get cocktails for him after the game to get ready for the the post-game show. But he always taught me that even though I work for the Dolphins, and I'm here calling a Dolphin game, my job is to be right down the middle. I am not here as a cheerleader. I am not here to root the team on. I'm not here to sell. I'm here to report what I see and be honest about it. Is it not fair to say that a lot of this has germinated with those regional broadcasters and many times it's not their fault. They're told to do this by management. Management says you better you better get out there and you better really pump us up, sell the hats, sell the t-shirts, sell the team. But too often when I hear games, I hear, we did this, we scored a touchdown, we're going to do this. And it seems as if that it started there because that was the medium that people heard the most. I mean, they listened to these guys in the stadiums, and maybe that made it so personal that that was the start of it. And that got people to think that it's not a team I'm rooting for, that's me on the field which then speaks to all kinds of psychological things, which we could get lost in here for a couple of hundred years. But it would seem to me that that was a start of this all.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, more and more you realize how much French is spoken, um, you know, by these people. Because I hear the word we a lot. And, uh, you know, I kid people all the time. They'll they'll say, you know, we need to do that in French. We mean we, okay? I, mean, I, I But I'll, I'll tell you, and maybe it sounds like I'm somewhat contradicting to myself, but I think you'll understand what I'm saying here, Ed. I can almost understand the pro um, aspect of the team you're covering, and I don't want to say cheering for them, but you know what I mean, okay? Right. But why does it have to be at the expense of the other Person or team?
0: Why does it have to go to the extent, if you want to cheer for somebody, that's one thing. If you want to talk about the team doing well, that's one thing. But then to denigrate the other team and to hate them and to drive them into the ground, which a lot of these people do, and it's and it's, it's across the board. It's, it's broadcasters, it's writers, it's so many other people. But in many ways, that's also been a byproduct of talk radio. Because talk radio has yes. gotten out of control in the last 15 years, where a lot of these local shows are nothing more than anger, vile, spit, hate, sex. I mean, they're, they're, they're doing what they call guy talk radio. But in many ways, it's about hating somebody instead of educating about the game.
1: It's, that's exactly right. And listen, I'm a statistical-based person. I'm a historical-based person. Um, but I also have a lot of respect for these guys, play the game. Are all of the angels? No. Are all of them saints? No. Do we all know a lot of angels? Maybe. Saints? Maybe. But I mean they're still people. Okay? And I, I guess I guess this would probably be the maybe the best explanation. You know, Twitter's fun, Facebook's fun. I don't know about you, but I've never put anything out there on social media that I wouldn't say to a person's face. But listen, if we are looking for the bravest people on the planet, there are millions of them on Twitter and Facebook. I mean, you talk about brave. Bravery summed up in 140 characters. I mean, what
0: bravado. And not just the fans. Let's make this very clear. The fans do that, but we're talking about professionals who are writers and broadcasters and commentators who many times believe it's their job to be as vile as possible because they know that that will jack up the fan base, that will get people enraged, that will get them excited, that will get them to click on the, the Twitter feed more often. It still is more self-serving than anything else when, in effect, we're just helping to drive the hate.
1: Well, there's, there's no question about it. I mean, it's, what happened, you know, Well we crying, prim- and here's the news, okay? All right? Isn't aren't we supposed to be reporting and not editorializing? But are we supposed to be?
0: But there's a good question. Are we supposed to be? Because when you say Walter Cronkite, you're talking about hardcore news. We're talking about sports here. So there are people who are going to say, you don't need to be that serious about sports. It's a game for crying out loud. Right. You don't
1: have to be that serious. And to me, when I think of not being serious, I think of having fun. What is the fun in calling somebody a name? What is the fun of insulting somebody, especially if you won't do it to them when they're sitting next to you, okay? I never understood why degrading someone is funny to somebody, and if you don't think it's funny, there's something wrong with you, okay? There are plenty of ways to pump people up and make your point without having to put someone down in the process. If you think Michael Jordan's the greatest basketball player ever, that's great, but you don't have to put down LeBron James in the process. Okay, if you think uh, you know Tom Brady is the greatest quarterback, God bless you. But why do you have to do it to the expense of Peyton Manning, and not only the expense, but a nasty, in a nasty way? Because I'm, I'm telling you, between things I read, between fans and media, I find it hard to believe that people out there would go up now. Hey, Peyton Manning, hey, you know what? I read what you said about me on Twitter. I mean, come on. Ralph Cramden City, I'm i I'm i I'm i I'm a, I'm, 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 I'm Okay? That's why it's about fair, it's about being credible, it's about being professional. And that's all, that's all I'm saying. I'm no saint. I make mistakes. We all make mistakes. You don't make mistakes. But the mean-spiritedness, it just blows my mind.
0: When we talk about the mean-spiritedness, and I'm, I'm going to sound a little bit like a Pollyanna here maybe, but I'll say it anyway. Aren't we talking about the fact that maybe in the last 10, 15 years, whatever you want to call it, we've just become a nation of bad sports where once we were taught that you play the game fair. If you lose, you go shake the other guy's hand, the other girl's hand. You say, good game. You go back. You want to beat them the next time. But for whatever reason, we've just had this drilled into us that winning is the only thing. And by the way, second is first loser. And this idiocy has been thrown at us, and I think it's now become generational to where we no longer know how to accept losing. So we don't want to accept it, and we expect the media, don't tell us we lost, tell us the other guys beat us, but they didn't do it fair and square. D- that, boy, that sure sounds p- pretty Pollyanna, I know, but, but maybe it's a simplistic way of putting it. I, again,
1: I'm kidding about this all the time. Last year, no NFL team won a regular season game. But 256 of them lost it. And we've opted to take the negative point of view in many regards. I'm not saying all, I mean, it's like here's here's a conflict that I've seen often on sports radio or sports talk shows and so on. Criticize a team for cheating. But if it's your team, can we lose the rest of our game so we can get a higher draft pick? Hello, integrity on line one. How can you want your team to lose on purpose, but yet you accuse other people? Losing on purpose is cheating. Okay? I mean, stop already. Okay? And I'm not calling fans from it. This is now media members saying, well, what's wrong with taking if we get the number one pick?
0: Yeah, I think really? we need to make a point here that while, while I'm talking about fans, and you certainly are, we began this conversation by talking about our brethren in the media, and again, you are right, we are not talking about all of them. We are talking about a select few. We are talking about many of them who are high profile, who believe that their job is to tear down instead of just discuss in a normal and fair sense. But doesn't that (laughs) – I mean, as we're sitting here talking about it, there's a little guy in the back of my mind going – Ed, that's the rest of society. We're doing that in every facet, not just in sports these days. So is sports in what we're talking about here, just not wanting to lose and be angry. It's a mirror of society like anything else.
1: Well, that's exactly right. It bleeds into it. And, you know, for people who want to be in our business, they see the success that some people like this have and they try to emulate. I mean, we feel we're a world of copycats. We're a world of trends and so on. Um, I just, I guess Always believe that you treat people like you want to be treated. So you know because you know you know a wide receiver dropped a pass in the game yesterday. Um, I'll still be able to sleep tonight. I'll still be able to do my job, and I hold no remorse toward him. Um, or I'm sorry, not remorse, but I, you know I, I'm I'm not angry at him. Um, but it, yeah, it, it's just it's a different mindset, and I think as fans we. You know, we all we all want. Wh- listen, we all whine and complain. That's we, that's human nature about a lot of things. But it's almost like we're being encouraged to whine and complain. And um, I'm just and maybe I'm an idealistic person, but I'm just. I guess I'm just really surprised by it, Ed. I'm just. I didn't think we go so over the top when it came to being. You know, this annoyed by. I, 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 think about it. We we seem more annoyed over the results of sports than we do world events.
0: And if you think about it, a lot of it has to do with not only the fact of maybe self-image, self-respect, which is a psychological way to deal with things, but one of these days, we need to talk about the gambling that's involved, the fantasy aspect that's involved. People are angry, angry because they're seeing themselves losing money and it, you never used to look at a guy and say, you just lost me $10,000 on a trip to Las Vegas. They used to say, hey, you lost me a beer to the guy sitting next to me. But now the stakes have really gone up, and that's a discussion for another day. We are all out of time, unfortunately. <sighs> okay, next time you and I gather, we'll just make everybody happy. We'll talk about all the good football stuff. So here's the 10-second football question. Patriots-Dallas Super Bowl, yes or no?
1: No. Um, not convinced quite yet uh, because I have defensive concerns about both uh, teams. Not quite. The Seattle looms in the NFC, and I'm still keeping an eye on Denver in the AFC because of that. I'm, I'm an old school defense and running game. So, not quite yet. Um, but you can't help but like what you've seen from both teams.
0: All right, so there we go. we got a little football in there right now. Everybody will be happy, but we'll do it again, I promise, the next time. Don't forget, go to profootballguru.com. Also on Twitter, at BaxFootballGuru, which is part of his last name, Baxter. B-A-X, football guru, at Bax football Guru, And you will get the unqualified truth from one of the old veterans, the sage wise guys of the National Football League. Russell, Baxter. A pleasure, my friend. Can't wait to do it again. Thanks so much. We'll talk to you soon. And I'll make it real
1: simple to to make my point. If we don't talk about football the next time I talk to you,
0: I'll
1: just yell at you.
0: There you go. I like that. Let's do that. He's Russell Baxter. (laughs) I'm Ed Berliner. This is the fastest show in sports. Thanks for joining us, everybody. Until next time, see ya. (laughs)